Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA high school soccer championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Backs away the guard. The defense was Alexander. His caravan to a floater, and he hits it. Straight down the middle over Kalkbrenner. Gutsy shot by Caravan. He got 11 in the second half alone. Welcome back to Hurt at Sports Radio here on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. Shane, can you turn my voice up in my headphones at all? about this go ahead check check yeah it still seems real quiet is there anything you can do there Shane uh, let me make some adjustments here mm. okay mm. we are troubleshooting on the floor. yeah they uh, you know the the oh that's actually bet uh, nope something happened I don't know we'll leave it alone <laughs> anyway uh, want to set up the show for you here today coming up at 745 Jacob Slipic from Omaha uh, University of Omaha hockey they uh, are playing Denver this weekend. Big yes, matchup, number five team in the country, Denver. Uh, so we'll talk to Jacob at 7.43. At 8, we will talk to Mitch Sherman of The Athletic. At 8.45, we've got our guy B. Edwards, Brian Edwards, our Vegas insider, try and make a little money this weekend. Maybe give me a little I was Vegas say, insight. <laughs> our guy Andrew's checking in for a flight for Vegas for tomorrow, so uh, – He's going to appreciate that even more than normal. We're um, winning some big money this weekend, everybody. Of course, big money. You can always go to our friends at Warhorse Sportsbook and, and place your wages. You don't have to go all the way to Vegas like our like our guy A. Rogers over here. But uh, then we will have Michael Brunts at 9 o'clock, and we will wrap up the show with some Hurt at Hot Seat as well. Um, but as we get into – is were there any loose ends you wanted to get to with Creighton or Nebraska? Um, well, okay, so – Quickly, let's just break this down. Okay. Right? So for for Creighton, it was the turnovers, the hustle, the defensive rebounding, offensive pace. Did I miss anything? I mean, shot making was a, was a big – I mean, six for 26 isn't going to get it done against the number one team in the country. Um, and, and I think, lastly, UConn was just better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I watched that game, and I go, yep, yeah, UConn's better. That's why they're the number one team yeah, in the country. Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, even in years past, like last year – we watched UConn win a national title. I watched Creighton split a series with UConn, 
and I didn't walk away from either of those games being convinced that UConn was significantly better than Creighton. I was like, yeah, those teams are about the same. Um, this year, the first time they having played the first time this uh, yesterday, I walked away. This, honestly, it's the first time since UConn's come into the league that I go, oh, they're a lot better than Creighton. Yeah, again, though, offensively, I just I didn't see enough of that last night to believe it because of how many missed shots they had. Now, granted, you could say they're a lot better because of how well they crashed the boards and um, the amount of second-chance opportunities they had. But beside that and uh, just the overall hustle, I, I didn't see anything that said this team is so much better than Creighton. Yeah, I mean, I think just if you look at what happened defensively because – I mean, stylistically, UConn's the offense is never gonna look awesome. Like it's they play a very ugly style of basketball. It's part of the reason I don't like Danny Hurley is because this is the style he coaches, and this is what he's like. I mean, if, I don't know if you heard him in the in the post game presser last night, but he was almost giddy about how the style of play went because it was so UConn favored, right? And that's to their credit that they were able to impose that style on Creighton so incredibly effectively. But that's part of it for me is, A, Creighton really had no response to that style of play in terms of, even against St. John's, like St. John's kind of wants to play a, a gross style of basketball. Like there's a lot of teams in the Big East that want to play a physical kind of a bully ball style of, of, of basketball. And Creighton can usually hang with those teams. Now, I understand yesterday was a particularly bad night, but I, I saw issues with the way Creighton handled it that I'm like, I don't know if that's fixable. Like, yes, if you make some shots, it loosens up the defense a little bit, but this game probably wasn't even as close as the 14-point final margin. You know, that 20-point lead 48 28 whatever it was in the second half felt pretty appropriate in terms of how the game was going so that's why I look at it I go you know if they played if Creighton played this UConn team 10 times Creighton wins maybe three of those yeah potentially I I look at this as when when you're looking at things to fix throughout that game it's not hard to say anytime the ball is up you put a body on somebody in a white jersey it's not hard to do that. It's not hard to say that, but when the But team... it's also not hard to do that. If you if you have one responsibility, if everybody just stuck to their one responsibility, anytime a ball went up, you could turn around and box out every single time. But it just seemed like people were looking to outlet more. Like, so I, I'm going to break away to the to the sidelines. Okay, I'm going to wait for Kalk to get this board or Mason Miller to get this board so they can kick it out, and we can run and, and, and create some transition play, some, some more pace to get UConn on, on their heels a little bit. And you, you can't do that until you first get the ball, out, whether it's off a miss, off the backboard, whatever it is. You have to at least grab the ball first to be able to move out and transition. They, it, it's easy to tell somebody to do one job and also to do that job. It's so, just Creighton could not find a body at any moment in time. There's two things there. One, stylistically, that's what Creighton wants to do is to be able to get out and transition. And there's even more pressure on that when – you're in the half court, and you can't get anything going against UConn. So there's even more pressure on you to get out and get in transition because you're like, hey. Yeah, because when they set up the offense, they weren't going anywhere. Yeah, like if, if, if UConn's going to be able to get set on defense, we're not scoring. I mean, Crane had 28 points like midway through the second half. If UConn was setting up the offense, they were not going to score. And so there's an even bigger there's a bigger emphasis on getting out in transition, which goes to what you're talking about. Guys start leaking out, and – 
So here's the other thing, though. So that's that's one part of it is stylistically, that's kind of what Creighton wants to do, and it does leave you a little bit vulnerable on the offensive boards. The second thing is when you have really good offensive rebounding teams like UConn is, and they are longer and more athletic than you are, yes, it can be really easy to say, hey, you got to put a body on someone, but actually finding someone to effectively put a body on them without fouling them when they are moving that fast and they're longer and more athletic than you can actually be really challenging. Now, I'm not saying Creighton gave a good enough effort in that area. And that's what it would boil down to is an effort thing. Because I don't think they did, but there's times, and I've seen this, and it looked like it to a certain degree last night, because there were probably three or four times that I can remember off the top of my head. And listen, it was a night game on a weekday, so I've only watched it once so far. But there's three or four times off the top of my head where I, I, would, I could physically see someone losing their guy on a box out. But a lot of them are UConn was more athletic. They were longer. Creighton was either in a scramble defensively, which that's the other part of boxing out, is when you're in a recovery mode defensively, becomes dramatically harder to find somebody to box out because it's not just, hey, I'm on my man and we're doing this. When Creighton's playing their drop coverage and they're trying to cover a pick and roll or they're rotating to help, all of a sudden your man isn't your man and you're not where you thought you were going to be because you had to rotate on defense. So is there an effort issue? Yeah, absolutely. Is that the only issue with the 21 offensive rebounds? I don't think so because I think, again, if Creighton plays UConn 10 times, UConn's going to get double-digit offensive rebounds all 10 of those times. Now, keeping them to 12 or 13 instead of 21 could maybe make the difference in a game here, but they're going to get double-digit offensive rebounds every single time. I can almost guarantee that. Well, the more you're talking about it, the more I think back to the initial question you asked me of what kind of needs to be done to see change and I think Creighton needs to communicate better because you mentioned all the movement UConn has on offense. And if you're not going to apply it to just effort and people are, you know, moving off of screens and finding ways to get open, they have to find a way to maybe stay at home more and communicate with their teammate as to, you know, if I'm, if I'm Steven Ashworth and, and you're Baylor Shireman and my guys come in, you know, to set a screen on, on your guy, if I'm going to pick your guy up, they, you have to direct more. You have to be more like a quarterback and like, you know, you stay, I go, or some sort of communication needs to be done so that you don't find those open holes and UConn at any shot at shot point in time they can just crash the boards and have nobody putting a body on them at any point so communication to me is one thing but if, if Creighton is going to win games and, and win tournament games they they have to shoot better yeah and I don't I don't know what that what that like looks like or, or how that even gets coached because it wasn't as though Creighton was taking bad shots no. in this game. Sometimes it was, ah, that was a little more contested than I would like to see, but a lot of the three-point attempts that they shot just rattled in and out, and, and they just couldn't find a way to sink it. Well, so a lot of things, a lot of times what you find in these situations where you're playing a really good defensive team, a team that's long and athletic and is, and is putting you in really tough positions is – you're all, and you saw this a couple times because guys got either three-point shots blocked or they got mid-range jumpers blocked, is you start to rush that three a little bit. And it's kind of a it's a really difficult thing to fight against because it's sort of human nature to be like, oh, I got it blocked last time, I got to get the shot off. Well, when you start rushing shots, you start missing shots, right? And I think that's where Creighton ended up pretty early last night. Again, they're never going to be the number one team in the country shooting 6 of 26. And 
let's be honest, they're probably not winning any tournament games this year going 6-26. This isn't the team last year where they could survive outings like that. They probably need to make double-digit three-pointers to A, beat ranked teams, and B, win any games in March. Uh, coming up next, we are going to turn our attention to Omaha hockey. Jacob Slipik is coming up to join us here on Herd Out Sports Radio.